0: Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of Game Talk Radio. I'm Greg, of course, and with me again today is my good friend and co-host, John. How are you doing today, buddy?
1: I am good. Good. I, you, didn't, uh, you didn't
0: have to work today. I did not. <laughs> so that's good. Um. So we we talked about this. We didn't do an episode last week, even though we said we were going to, and I think we, the plan was to. I don't remember. I'm, I'm so off on when I think I'm going to do an episode now, and then when we actually do one.
1: But I was DTF and you blew me off. Yeah, yeah, I,
0: totally. You were like you're I was doing raring
1: this? to go just fully, fully there and you're like, sorry babe, not tonight.
0: Yep, sorry baby. Was, I was somehow <laughs> washing my hair or something. I, I had something like Yeah,
1: just, just be like I just I just put the curlers in. I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> not in the mood. <laughs> um but yeah, so I, I just I just went down to the basement. I recorded a podcast myself. It didn't feel. I was ashamed the entire time. Oh, <laughs> oh
0: it was oh, it was a shame. It was a shame podcast. Yeah, I've, was. I've been it, there. It was very quick. <laughs> so, so I wanted to actually. We were going to do this last week. Because the game awards are coming up, actually on I think they're Thursday they're they're being shown, and so we want to do what we, I do every year, which is we go through the categories and we we pick what we think is going to win, and we also kind of talk about the head scratchers or why a game's on there, why a game shouldn't be on there, or whatever. And Disco
1: uh, Elysium, yeah, well, yeah, I, well, <laughs> that would be a <the> surprise.
0: <laughs> I, I like that game actually, but I don't know. It wasn't that that was last year, right? That was Game of the Year last yeah, year. Yeah, that was, that was last that. year's Game of the Year. Yeah, so it, it's not it's not the first time an indie has a chance to to take the whole thing so we're going to talk about that I, we're going to go through like I don't know maybe 5 to 10 categories or
1: something yeah real quick so is Disco Elysium could you play that on console because like I would like to play that at some point
0: I think you can now I think initially it was it's, just on PC but I think you can now Well,
1: it's not on consoles yet but I was just mainly oh. asking like would it is it possible to port that to console and have it be playable pretty easily
0: I don't see why not I mean it's pretty much like okay. a point and click adventure game so they can make it work they can make it work I I didn't play a lot what I did play I liked I thought it was pretty interesting but I don't know I I I just feel like and I want to talk about this when we get to the game of the year awards because there's a few like oddball choices up there and there's this weird sort of groupthink in quote-unquote games journalism where someone latches onto a game says it's great and then every like Big personality that wants to get retweeted a hundred thousand times will say the exact same thing that it's awesome, and then that person okay. got a hundred thousand retweets. So then the next person says, "Well, yeah, this game's awesome." Now, to be fair, the games sometimes are awesome. I'm not saying they're not, but it's just it's just this weird. Sort of like everyone agrees that one game is just the best game of all time, which in gaming, as you know, rarely happens. <laughs> we're such a it's such a like a a tribal mentality. Like like even in the same regards, um, some people were talking about the last of or last of us two versus ghosts of Tsushima. And so the only thing they've announced so far was that the, the player's choice award. So the, the player voted award went to mm-hmm. ghosts of Tsushima. That was the, okay. what, what got graded the highest. And I was reading this Twitter thread about how people were saying that, you know, last of us players were, were making bot accounts to try to upvote it. And then ghosts of Tsushima <laughs> fans were making bots to upvote that. And all I could think to myself was, and then one person said something like, who cares? Both games are good. And, let the let the ghost of Sushima fans enjoy their game and we'll enjoy our game i'm like what are you talking about us and them it's not two different groups of people like you're all people who play games you just like different games like it doesn't put you in different groups you know it's it, I, i'm gonna have mike on here one time my, my buddy mike who i've i've never had on my podcast before i went on his a few times because he talks a lot about the, the gamer problem and what he talks mm-hmm. about with that is more like just the term like when he calls someone a gamer he's calling him like Like, that's a derogatory term for someone who who takes gaming way too seriously. Not, like, who plays a lot of games. He doesn't mean it like that. But he means, like, people like this who fanboy over stupid stuff, make stupid arguments, whatever. And so I got to have him on one time. And I'm planning out the episode 200, which is coming up here soon. And I think I want to have, like, a bunch of interviews with people I've known over the years and kind of put together, like, multiple parts of episode 200. Like, have, like, episode 200 be five parts and each part's a different interview with different people. You know, I think that'd be kind of fun. Um, I'd like you to be there too, John, so we'll have to see how it all works out. Obviously, schedules are a pain in the ass right now. But anyway, yeah. anyway, that's looking ahead. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we are both we both have our pickup piles of the week. I'm assuming they're pretty big. We had Black Friday in there. So we got yes. some Black Friday pickups. I have my game of the week picked out. I have a pretty small pile, actually. I I think I might have had more, and I put some away. I don't remember anymore, man. I, I think it doesn't matter, but I've got a, I've got a decent stack. Um, and then we're actually going to... Um, we're going to talk first... Uh, well, first I'm going to tell a story. I'm actually changing the order from what I just said I would do, John. But I'm going to I'm gonna tell a story first because I tweeted out something today that some people were asking for the full story or a refresher because I've told the story on here. I think I've told it in pieces a few times. And then John and I are going to talk about what we've been playing and then we're going to go right into the Game Awards. And that's going to be the whole show. That's going to be the whole episode. So, um, before I start that, John, I'm going to go into this rant of the story. Now, you were... You were an ASM with the company at this time. Yes. So you you and I worked parallel at GameStop for quite a few years. I think I was there maybe four years before you, and then you were there maybe four years after me, if not five or six years after me. Like we we, 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 we crossed over for a good four or five years probably.
1: I was uh I think I was there six years after you because I've been gone from GameStop about two years. And you've had your store for how long now? Yeah, it'll be
0: ten actually in April. So maybe it has. It was that long after. So.
1: Okay, so, so I think we only we only crossed over about two years. I think actually.
0: Really, I feel like it should have been longer than that, but.
1: I think it's two years because uh, I was in Oshkosh. and then I was in, Me- or, uh. Fond du Lac, and then back to Oshkosh and I think you were you were up in Green Bay at that time and I don't believe I believe once I became store manager uh, you had already been gone
0: yeah okay yeah I, I'm pretty sure that's right I think I don't think you had made it to store manager level until I was until I got out of the way <laughs> one of the old dogs got out of the way Um. so here was my tweet today so I had a Facebook memory today John this is what sparked this whole thing I had a Facebook memory today and the Facebook memory was, and this is cringy because me 10 years ago on Facebook was cringy. We all were cringy 10 years ago on Facebook. Yes. So don't, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine if you go back and look, but my, my Facebook status was, I can only keep my mouth shut for so long, dot, 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 you know, like very, <laughs> you know, very whatever. Um, And so, and I'll be honest, I, I don't know if it's actually this day or if this was, Maybe this was the day it happened because the day it happened, I believe it was the following day when I almost got fired. Like when I had to go talk to my boss about it. And then I think that day I put the really cringy Dark Knight quote of you either die or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. So (laughs) I also I also shared that on Facebook, which is very cringe. (laughs) But hey again you know it, it is what it is okay
1: see i would read that that uh i can only keep my mouth shut for so long like from 10 years ago and i'd be like what the hell was i talking about yeah, that for you <laughs>
0: that could apply to literally hundreds of things you said over the years um so that was my that was my i, I had that memory you know so i tweeted it out i didn't think it would get much pull it did pretty good um, and I just tweeted out and I said, you know, ten years ago today, I snapped and unloaded during a GameStop manager conference call. This led to me almost being fired and taking out of and taken out of the district manager program. It was the final push I needed to finally quit and open great, uh, open Game Trade just four months later. And then I go on to say that, um, you know, some other things about what all happened there, which I'll kind of go into now. But so here's the story, and then I'll kind of go into the rest of the tweet. So the story was um i believe here's what i believe i believe in my head this is what i remember and i know that it's probably changed over the years and my memory's probably not as good as it used to be but i remember having a conference call earlier in the week and they gave us this just massive list of stuff that needed to be done it was like all the stores have to get this done get this done all this has to be done it's like two weeks before christmas at this point obviously it's december 8th so it's like three weeks before christmas two and a half weeks before christmas and they give us this list of just monstrous stuff. We're also, by the way, supposed to be selling things. You know, we're a store, so <laughs> we're busy. It's a, it, GameStop is a store where during the holidays it should get really busy. A lot of people buy gifts there. It's a great store to get gifts. And I remember getting this list and just thinking, man, okay, we'll get on it and we'll get it done. And I think they said you had until Saturday or Sunday to get it done, basically, until the end of the week to get it done. And then I swear it was an assistant manager call. Now, I, I've been corrected on that over the years because you weren't on it. And I was not. another manager I know was on it, but he was on it with his ASM because it was to and they were super slow. <laughs> so they didn't even have to have anybody <laughs> on the sales floor. Uh, and then I know my buddy Adam, he was also on it, but he was an ASM at the time. So it's kind of like, I don't, you know, I don't know like if it was an ASM call or not now, but here's why I think it was an ASM call. Because we got on this call and I remember my boss started going off about how this list hadn't been done yet. And this was literally a day or two after we had just had the conference call saying we were supposed to do it and that we had till the end of the week. And so I remember thinking like, why are you getting honest about this? You know, like, why, why are you like, why are you coming down on this right now? Like it's a couple weeks before Christmas, we're all burnt out. Don't yell at us for something that you gave us a timetable to get in and it's not done before the timetable. Like, that's what I remember. And so what I, well, the reason I think it was an ASM call was because my brother was an assistant manager at the time and I my little brother. And so I'm, I'm extra overprotective of him. And so when he was on there and I thought basically my boss was attacking him, I took it very personally and I spoke out. Uh, And so that's really like, I felt like it was like, I felt it was basically our boss was kind of abusing these employees. I really felt that way. I felt like this, this wasn't right. It wasn't fair. Now at the time I was an area manager. So I was in the training program to be district manager. I'm basically like my, the assistant district manager. And I, I just remember like, I should have gone to my boss later and been like, Hey, I don't think that's a good play. Let's, let's do it like this. Let's word it like this. And I should have done that. I didn't for some reason, whatever it was, I don't know if I had a bad day that day. I don't know if it was because I thought he was attacking my brother. I don't, I don't know what it was. I just lost it. And and I say this honestly like I remember seeing red and I don't remember specifically what I said. I know it was a <laughs> lot of f bombs and I was drop I was dropping crazy language on there that I never would normally use in a professional setting. It was f this f that, this is a stupid f and idea, you know, get off our f and <laughs> backs, like stuff like this. Like that's the sort of stuff I was saying in in generally speaking, you know. And basically I was sticking up for all the people on the call. And here's the kind of crappy part and this is a lesson you learn in life. Um, when, when you do that and you lay yourself out there and then you go, Hey, like you guys agree, right? And I'm on the call and I say, you guys agree, right? That we need, we need more time or something. Nobody says anything (laughs) because everyone's (laughs) too scared to stick up with you. Now I got like four or five phone calls and texts after that meeting saying, thank you for reaching out and thank you for saying something, you know, thank you for standing up for us. Unfortunately, not in front of my boss and my boss multiple times as I was doing that told me to get off the call. He said, just get off this call. We'll talk later. And I was like refusing to do that. I stayed on the call and then he said something else a few minutes later and then I came back at that and he's like, I told you to get off the call. Like, it was it was a it was a pretty ugly situation. And um, and, uh, and and again, and this why I tweeted this out like not one I'm particularly proud of either. I could have handled that better. I pride myself on my kind of level-headed coolness and my professionalism, and that was not present at all <laughs> at that moment. And so ultimately though, the next day, So my boss, this is my day off the next day. My boss says, Hey, you know, you need to come down to Appleton. We have to, we have, we have to talk about this. I'm like, okay. So I go down to Appleton on my day off and he sits me down he basically says, Hey, you know, we're, we're thinking about terminating you. And I'm like, okay. And, and this was just me on, on now, this is me after working there for 10 years, 10 and a half years, almost 11 years at that point. And I'm like, I've been here almost 11 years. I've been a top performing manager forever. I'm in your area manager program. Never been written up once in my life. Um, you know, never missed a day, never had any issues, never done anything wrong. And like, I'm about to get terminated, <laughs> you know? And and so I've, I don't know why I said it. I don't know what emboldened me at that moment, but he said that. And I just said, okay, well, I just want to let you know that if I'm terminated, I will be suing for wrongful termination. I said that right to his face <laughs> in this meeting. Now, I don't know where that came from. I really don't know where that came from. And I don't think I pre-planned it or anything. Like, I think that just came to me and I just said it. And was, or
1: if you had a leg to stand on yeah yeah
0: i which i did not by the way um but <laughs> so so he goes well why would you say that and i said and then i don't okay now this is also kind of weird because in the months leading up to that my district manager who i am friends with now okay and so i have to preface that i don't know if he listens or not but sean if you do listen man i do love you man and and we're friends now we did have a rocky professional relationship for a while um whether it was me pushing too hard or him, you know, I I didn't, you know, I don't know what it was. I don't want to go there again. If, he,
1: if he's listening,
0: I'm not a fan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, there you go. Um but uh so um you know, I don't know, like I said I'm I'm friends with him now, but at that time, like I think he felt personally hurt by what i said like he felt disrespected and so i don't think he knew where to go with that and he was like well i don't know i can't work with this guy if he's how he's going to talk to me and he I, i i essentially belittled him in front of other managers in front of other you know people underneath him and that's that if someone did that to me i'd be pissed too you know like i definitely can can see that um but you know i said that and he goes well I mean, I have to talk to HR about this, but you know, I will see where that stands. And basically he goes onto a conference call with HR for like an hour. So I'm standing around in this, like in his home store, I think it was the, uh, um, I forget the store number out there, but it's the one in like East Appleton. It's the one, a Calumet store. Okay. Uh, so like I'm there standing around for like an hour and then he finally comes out and he's like, okay, well we've decided not to terminate. (laughs) Like, okay, well (laughs) I guess my, my, my empty threat worked. He goes, we've decided not to terminate, but you're out of the district manager training program. You'll never be a district manager in this company. And you're on a final warning. If you have anything like this again, you know, you'll know you be done. And and so I, 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 I skipped a little something there. So the one thing I was trying to remember when I said that me and him are friends now was for some reason, something must have been going on the months leading up to this because I had been keeping a note and a tally of all the times I felt he was inappropriate on the conference calls. I don't know why. But I remember writing down like when he would swear and he would say things like, you know, I'm so mad at these numbers. You guys, we suck so bad. I could punch a baby or something like that. Right. Like something stupid, you know, just (laughs) it's whatever, you know, it's not offensive. Um, But I started recording all of that. And so I actually went to that meeting with those notes and I told him, (laughs) you know, and I said, I said, just so you know, that sort of language. I felt was okay because of the environment you've created as our boss. And I started laying out all these things he said on the calls. And he was just like really upset by that. Like I, I felt like, you know, he was hurt by that or that he thought I was trying to undermine him or something, you know, didn't matter. Anyway, that's what essentially saved my job, I guess, <laughs> was doing that. <laughs> and so then they took me out of the DM training program, said I'll never get promoted. I mean, I've been working there at this point for 10 years trying to get promoted. I mean, it, and, and that that's a... That's a soft, uh, a sore spot for me because I worked very hard to get promoted there. I saw other district managers who were complete losers and failures somehow be district managers, and mm-hmm. I watched, you know, I watched all these people that apparently could do the job that I wasn't qualified to do. And yeah, I, I sat through all that. You know, I sat through all that, tried to get it done. Um, and so they take me out of that program, say I'm never going to get promoted. So it's like, okay, well, what can I do? I can outlast my district manager and get a new district manager and him, then impress him for a few years and then maybe get into the program again. If it's a different regional director, maybe right. You know, like that's where that's my only option at this point, hit the reset button on your career. You've just been working on for 10 years, or you can do what you've been thinking about doing for a long time and like launch the store. And, and so I, I talked to, I had a family member who graciously loaned me a, a, a little bit of money and I used that to start it. I use my personal collection um, I had some stock options from GameStop I cashed out that I used to seed some of the store. And then I had a good friend named John who helped me set up the store when I was getting ready, helped me test out stuff. Um that's this John by the way, in case you didn't get that subtle hint. Um, okay. and <laughs> and, uh, and and then that's and that's how we launched. So that's how that's how Game Trade was essentially birthed. And I'll tell a fun story to go along with that. So the name of my store wasn't always gonna be Game Trade. I actually had a whole thing created where I was going to call my store and I'm not kidding. I was going to call it game start and it was going to (laughs) be, it was going to be black and green instead of black and red. And the slogan was going to be stop going there, start coming here. And that was going to be right on the door. Like that was going to be, that was going to be it. And I, and I I was was, like, ready to go. And I was like, I was like, I'm just going to go after him. And then I thought that's not smart. Don't poke the beast. I part of my stock options. I actually had a non compete clause that I had to sign years and years earlier. Now Wisconsin's a work to right state, and I probably would have been fine. Um, but they could have sued me over that because I opened a store not more than so many miles away from the store I previously worked at. Yada yada. So they chose not to come after me. Like like they could have. You know, if he, if they really wanted to be, you know, spiteful, and they didn't. How long was your non compete? Do you know? Um, I want to say it was like. I think it was a year, six months or a year. But okay. but that's part of non-competes too, is like if they take you to court, you go there and they have to basically prove, one, that I'm stealing business from them. And then two, they have to actually like, they can't stop me from making a living. So, you know, like if if, if the only thing I'm good at is that, like now this is a little different, but like say I was a plumber. If if you're a plumber, you can't, you know, like they can't say you can't be a plumber because you know, that's your trade. Now I could argue that this is my trade, but my game trade, Uh <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's terrible um so anyway uh i go on i went on my my tweet then so that's the story that's that's how essentially i opened game trade that was the final push out the door but i will uh i will say um like what i want to talk about a little bit in the tweets here let me let me bring it back up here because it's uh it's an it's kind of a weird like there, there was a lot of a rant here and i talked about how I'm not proud of that moment, which I said here, you know, I'm not really proud of it. I could have filed my grievances in a more professional way. And I said, uh, I told a story about how, when I got hired as a manager, my district manager at the time, her name was Debbie. And I would have done anything to be a GameStop manager back then. Like when I was an assistant, I wanted to be manager so bad. I just anything, I would have done anything. So when I got promoted, she said, here's your wage. And I said, cool. Awesome. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. I'm a store manager now. Well, a few years later, we had a new regional director named rich. And I liked Rich quite a bit, but Rich was like an old school regional director. Like, hey, I'm not actually doing anything. I'm just going to drive around, take the DMs <laughs> out to dinner, occasionally take a store manager out to dinner. We'll ride this wave of being successful company, and then I'll be done. Uh, I liked Rich quite a bit because of that, but he wasn't like someone... I mean, he, he had a lot of knowledge, which I liked, but he wasn't someone who I could see really to inspire me to do my job better. But he... Okay. What, but but like after he was there like a year i got a raise one year that was like triple what i normally had gotten as a raise and i couldn't believe it i was i thought it was an error and they said well we wanted to tell you we're actually giving you more of a raise because when you got promoted to manager you were completely lowballed, and what you are worth to us as a manager is much more than you're being paid and i thought holy crap like that that felt incredible that feeling of feeling appreciated i rode that high for quite a few years and, uh, and unfortunately, Rich didn't stick around as a manager, very, as a regional director very long. And it seemed like none of the good ones did. And then after him, we got the, my last regional, which was Timmy P. Um, and, uh, he, he was just awful. And I go on in my tweets <laughs> to talk about a, a situation one time where I had been helping with a district manager meeting and I ran a segment of the meeting and Tim was there as a regional director. I gave all the information properly. I had handouts, you know, I commanded the room. So I'm driving back with my district manager from the meeting and he gets a call from the regional on his phone and he goes, and he basically motions for me to be quiet. And so he calls and he's like, Oh, Hey, Sean, is it just you? And and Sean's like, yep, yep. Just me. And, And I'm in the car though. And so he starts talking about how he's like, man, Greg did really good at that meeting. He really like commanded the room. He did really good. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm on cloud nine at this point, right? Like I'm just high as a kite. And then he goes, but Hey, let's, um, let's keep that between you and me. Let's not tell him that. We want to make sure he keeps working hard. Like I want to keep him hungry. I want to make sure that he's not, uh, you know, he's not thinking he's doing, you know, super, super good or anything, you know, like he basically <laughs> said that. And then I heard that. So not only was it not motivating, it was the most demoralizing thing I could have probably had at that moment. Now the type of person I am, it probably pushed me to be a little bit more. <laughs> like I probably fought a little harder. Uh, but I, I just couldn't believe that man. And, but that was this guy. I mean, I've got a million stories about this guy. Um, you know me missing numbers because i had to go to a funeral and him getting on me about that and then um my friend aaron who passed away uh we did a fundraiser which i thought was really nice of him to do he helped with a fundraiser but then he was trying to get the news involved so he could present him with like a big check with all the money and my friend passed away before he got to see that you know because this stupid asshole was just so concerned with the press of it you know Anyway, not going to get hung up on that guy because I think last I heard he's selling mattresses, but I'm not a job shamer. <laughs> I'm not a job shamer because anyone, any job's a job man. I don't care. I won't, I won't shame you. But you know, he looked, he, he even said things too. Like he said, you know, when he heard I was opening my own store, he laughed and he said, no, he's like, that'll, that'll flop so hard. He'll fail so bad. He'll be, it'll be, it'll be laughable how bad it's going to be. So yeah, that, that, that's my story about how I opened game trade and like my essential, my ejection from. GameStop into GameTrade was, unfortunately, a rocky road. Like, it wasn't just this really nice, like, hey, I'm going to take off. And like. And I gave, a, I gave a 30-day notice when I left because I was trying to make sure that they had plenty of staff. Plus, I was hoping somewhere in, like, the bottom of my, like, mind that maybe my boss would come in that last week and say, hey, you don't need to work this last week. Like, take a week off. You know, you put all this time in. Like, you're done. We'll take your keys and go. Well, I even scheduled that last week. Mark was taking over my store. So... I scheduled Mark with me the same shift every day that week. Me and him worked the same shift. So I could have left anytime I wanted to, and the store was covered. And so Mark and I do all the training and everything. And it's like, it's it's Tuesday, it's Thursday, it's Friday. And then Saturday comes along and my district manager still hasn't stopped in, still hasn't taken my keys. And it's like my last day of work after working for a company for 11 years. And so I go, I go, I work in the morning, I go out to lunch, I come back from lunch break and I said, Hey man, I, uh, I'm just going to go home. (laughs) It's like one of the (laughs) only times I ever left early in my life. And I only left four hours early. So I had to give my keys to the other manager. You know, I didn't even like, I didn't even get, I mean, I didn't even get like a thank you for your time. Thank you for all you've done for us. You know, nothing. I mean, I got nothing. I got nothing. And, uh, and that's fine because I went on to bigger, better things, uh, things I'm much more proud of and things I'm much more happy with, but you know, that's like an example when people talk about, like, GameStop sucking. It's not necessarily on a corporate level. It's like a middle management level. And everyone yeah. kind of hates their job. And as they say, you know, the shit rolls downhill. And so if the regional hates his job, he shits on the DMs. The DM shits on the managers. The managers shit on their employees. With few exceptions, I typically didn't do that. I am I know you
1: didn't do that. Yeah, um, I, was, uh, I was always the one that would uh, shield my employees from that shit.
0: Yeah, you were the shit bucket. Yeah. <laughs> You soaked up all the shit. <laughs> um, no, you were you're a good boss, man. You you really went out on the limb for your employees all the time, and they usually burned you for it. But they uh, yeah. But but <laughs> but you did it, and I still I'll still give you credit for that. But that's the story. So a few people were asking that saw the tweet, and like that's the story about how I launched from GameStop into my own business, and that was ten years ago, man. It's ten years ago already. I can't believe it, I, and I can't believe how infinitely better my life is now. You know, wasted wasted my 20s working for that company.
1: <laughs> the thing I find ridiculous about it is that because you had such potential when you were at GameStop, your district manager, or our district manager, should have given you a pass. There's no way, or there's no reason it should have gotten to the point where he talked to HR and was like, hey, should we fire this guy? It should have been like, hey, like call you after the the call just be like hey that was inappropriate I didn't appreciate it I understand that you're frustrated and that the employees are frustrated I am frustrated as well because uh, I'm getting garbage from above mm-hmm. uh, but maybe you overstepped your bounds on the call the next call I'd like you to potentially like apologize or or like address the staff yeah and which I probably would have done too I probably would have done that yeah like that's how you should handle that. You shouldn't just immediately be like, well, he he bucked my my leadership a little bit, so how do I get rid of it? So, cuz you're you you were one of the best people at the company in in our area. There's no reason why they should have walked door in that fashion after after getting pissed off on a conference call.
0: Yeah, and that's how I, know, I, that's how I know he took it personal. And, and I don't blame him for that, but it's... I, I mean, I kind of agree with you, and, and I've had tiffs with my employees now. And the first thing I do is I take them in the back and I say, hey, is everything going okay? You're like, what's going on? Are you all right? Because I feel like something's going on. Like, I, I check in with them, you know, as opposed to, like, I don't just all of a sudden just destroy them, and you don't know what they're going through. And what I have even yeah. be able to say what I was going through at the time? I don't even know. I can tell you I still have holiday PTSD from from corporate retail like I hate the month of December I hate this month and there's no reason to anymore I feel overworked when I'm not even working because it's just a feeling I've had for you know that I had for the last well for I had for 11 years and now I'm trying to shake it for the last nine you know it's just it's wild um but yeah man that, that that's it it was I, I still talked to a few of the managers that work there about it uh and every and a lot of the assistant managers that were on it like because actually Dom who works for me he was on that call so he okay. he says he, he, he when he recalls it, he just says, I can't believe it, man. He's like I couldn't believe what I was hearing. He said it was it was one of the awesomest things I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and and again, I, I think back to it and I'm not very proud of it, but um, you know it, it it happened and it ultimately led to where I am now, and I'm really happy. So, you know, can't I can't really be upset about it, but whew, what a what a wild story it is though. So you th- you welcome everybody in the in the Twitterverse that listens to Game Talk Radio. You got your story this week. Yeah,
1: what when i quit i kind of did the same thing at the end as well like like i had uh i put in my two weeks and i had uh um my wife nicole and and my daughter lyra were going up north uh to spend some time with friends at uh at their cabin and i still was scheduled for those days and i was just thinking about it and i'm like I'm like, GameStop has sto- stolen so many damn weekends of mine. <laughs> why the hell shouldn't I miss, or why should I miss this? I just I just said, screw it. I'm like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> I'm not coming in. So I just, like, the last two days, I just tossed my keys at, at him and I was like, I quit. I'm, I'm done now. <laughs>
0: yep, I'm done now. <laughs> Have
1: a good one. Well, it's, like, it's not like
0: you're ever going to go back. You had your other job. Right. They weren't going to call a retail store and be like, hey, how was he at retail store for what you're doing now? I mean, it wasn't going to...
1: Well, and even then, like... Um. Actually, I this is I I found this hilarious, but I had uh, uh, my first manager that hired me at GameStop uh, went off the deep end, and he he messaged me like a month ago and was like, like, don't bother using me as a reference uh, again. And I was just like, I didn't say this to him, but I'm just like, you don't think in the 11 years that I've since I've worked with you that I haven't accumulated enough references <laughs> that I could use on an application like i think i'm good man what, what did stuff. That,
0: was that do you know what why he said that like was it something you said like you got in a tiff or what was it
1: uh he, you, you he don't have to say what it was COVID crazy
0: oh okay
1: okay fair um
0: enough. <laughs> nice well yeah, hey, it was, that's too bad but you know
1: yeah whatever <laughs> yeah it was it was it was very interesting i i spent more, more time laughing about what he what he said over uh facebook messenger than than being angry <laughs> i'm gonna
0: i'm gonna ask you who that is later even though i think i know who it is i'm gonna guess later
1: uh well they're currently a nurse oh
0: hmm i might i'm oh yeah mm, 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 yeah, mm, yeah yeah i know Hmm okay but that's okay but. <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll screenshot some of those, the messages that he sent because it's it's full-on crazy
0: i feel like you did send me that i feel yeah, like I think we I talked about some it. of it yeah i feel like we did talk about that now that now that you mentioned it but okay so we're done with that story let's get on to something we haven't been doing which we normally do this is normally how we start a podcast we say like hey man what we've we been playing so john what have you been playing man what's keeping you busy obviously we talked the week we talked the week after the playstation launched right Yep. Or the, or two weeks after, so we, we, we both talked about our initial reaction to the PlayStation and Xbox. But uh, what what so what have you been playing since then to now?
1: Uh, I've been playing a lot of uh, the remaster Katamari on the Xbox, um, which is fantastic. I love that game. Um, and today I just finished Astrobot on PlayStation Five. Um and I loved it. It's awesome, and God, I hope they make another one, uh, like a full game that doesn't require a VR headset.
0: Sure, they could turn that into Have like you... their new platformer, you know, series.
1: Oh, oh, dude, it is so good. Um, there's definitely um similarities between the Sackboy game on PS5 and uh, AstroBot in like the way that you uh do things like pulling things and and the platforming seems kind of kind of similar but astrobots just got so much charm to it way more charm than little tiny faceless robots should have mm-hmm. have you played that or through that thing yet I, I played through i
0: played like an hour just to get a sense of like because i knew it was a tech demo essentially for the dual sense yeah. so i did play it a bit but i i actually found it to be like just run around collecting coins. Like not that it was bad. I just it's I hate I don't like platformers anyway, let alone okay. ones that seem like like I'm sure the game is fun. I just yeah, I don't know. I played it for about an hour and I thought okay, cool. I'll move on to Demon Souls now.
1: <laughs> they've just they've got references to like pr- probably every level has a reference to like 15 to 20 different games. Um and each of the different level like major like worlds is basically like a PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4 representation. Um, and so there's just a lot of charm to it. Like like at one point Dante from Devil May... There's a, a little robot dressed up like Dante with the hair and the jacket and the, the ebony and ivory guns. And he's nice. shooting like little little paintball things at an enemy juggle. Like he's juggling another um, little robot in the air that looks like one of the jesters from the, the first Devil May Cry games. Um, they, they've got Kratos and his son uh little robots and like each of these little scenes that they have there's like a little sack boy that's got a or not sack boy a little uh astrobot that's got a blue hat uh and he's got a a director's camera and he's filming a scene of like them react reenacting a little playstation game
0: okay i did run across a couple of those now that you mentioned that yeah
1: yeah so like it's just fun to run across like those scenes, and try to figure out what game they're they're referencing. Like there's one that uh, where there's a giant robot head, and I walked up to it, and I smacked it, and then it popped into a bunch of little robot heads, and then they all <laughs> and they all formed back together, and it's Loco Roco. And I was oh, like, nice. oh, this is awesome! Well, that's like a, that's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, well, it, the game is full of deep cuts. Like they they really go out of their way to reference all parts of PlayStation's history. And then... um, I don't know if the... uh, So this is spoilers for the end boss. um, So if you care, maybe don't listen for the next 30 seconds. Um, But... uh, Was the end... Or was the demo for the very first PlayStation 1 some sort of T-Rex attack? Mm,
0: Not that I recall.
1: Because the end of the Astrobot game is you run up and it looks like you're almost running onto the platform from intelligent cube and so i was like is this an intelligent cube reference uh but then you start getting attacked by a t-rex who's like chomping on the the stage but the t-rex is very much playstation one graphics like like the textures kind of look like they're moving a little bit like like ps1 games did sure so interesting. It, I, I can't it was I can't interesting. think
0: of anything that would be like I can't even think of any mainstream games either that would have been I mean besides like Dino Crisis but you know
1: well in the game that you turn on um so you the level loads up and there's there's a giant tube tv and then there's a PlayStation 1 and uh the memory card has a, a piece of tape on it and says Ken's uh Ken's and I'd assume that's Ken Kudaragi.
0: that's what I would think too sure
1: yeah, and so I'm wondering if that's a PlayStation 1 tech demo that Ken Kudaragi made that they had turned into the end boss of Astrobot.
0: That'd be really cool. We should look that up sometime. I'll wonder. I, I bet yeah. you there's more to that. That's cool.
1: But yeah, that game is really neat. I've thoroughly enjoyed that, and uh, it's one that I want to go back and, and get the Platinum on.
0: Nice. Yeah, I heard it's not a too difficult a Platinum either, so just kind of like no. a fun, actual, relaxing Platinum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh
1: so what have you been playing
0: well i mean so the world of warcraft expansion came out cat uh shadowlands i was called it cataclysm shadowlands which is pretty good so i'm playing through that uh I- i've already preloaded cyberpunk that starts in a couple days actually tomorrow uh, tomorrow night technically at 6 p.m you
1: can play it on pc okay you preload on pc yeah oh yeah okay did uh, now, are you going to have to wait for the patch to hit? Like, So, like, once it launches, are you then going to have to download a 40-gig patch? Or is the game going to be patched uh, during the preload? Great question. No clue. <laughs> uh, my my buddy Kevin was asking me about that, because uh, I've got it... Uh, because I've got the Cyberpunk Xbox One X, I got a digital copy of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh... So... <laughs> he's taking advantage of using my digital copy and so he's like bugging me being like dude how do I how do I get the patch and I'm like dude I don't know like like, I'm I'm just gonna try and launch it and see what happens
0: yeah and I'm I assume that like I could play it without the patch but I don't want to (laughs) but I'm not gonna get to play it till Thursday morning anyway so I'm basically gonna patch it make sure it's all ready to go Wednesday night and then I'm just gonna like I'm gonna wake up I'm gonna feed the cats and then it's it's go time on cyberpunk for like probably eight hours straight, eight or nine hours straight. Just to dive right Jeez. in. But that's also a game I'm going to change my mentality on. And I'm not going to play it. Like I'm trying to finish it because that okay. game is kind of like the Witcher where you need just to soak up the world. And when I get into a game like Spider-Man, I'm like, I'm doing everything as quickly as I can. Cause I feel like I got to beat it to move on to the next thing. And so like I platinumed Miles, uh, I platinumed miles Morales. So I put, I Damn. put that down. Uh, that was good. Pretty easy platinum as well, but so I, I nailed that. Um, and then, of course, since the last podcast, I haven't gotten to say that uh, I did my twenty. I did my twenty-four hour live stream for charity. So that was um, not last Saturday, but the Saturday before. You so did a full twenty-four hours. I did a full twenty-four hours. Yeah, you know, you would think nice. you would have noticed all my tweets and Facebook messages, <laughs>
1: Facebook posts about that. But yes, so, I have been working a so lot. I I started <laughs> seven. This week.
0: 7 a.m. Saturday morning, and I went till 7 a.m. Sunday morning. So I go 24 hours straight. It's on Twitch. You can actually watch the whole VOD. It's up there. It was uninterrupted, so it's straight 24 hours. I'm actually really proud of that. Um, I play games till about 5 o'clock, and then I took a break for an hour. Jenny plays some Tetris, then I hop back on from like 6 to finish it up. Um, So I played River City Ransom and Double Dragon 3. That was kind of my retro bit. And then I played actually josh from Suggestive gaming who was on the podcast with us last time uh he me and him played no mercy together over uh, yeah um, i saw okay
1: that so i i saw this was that a were you playing it on pc with a hack like a hacked version of the game
0: yeah so there's an emulator that has net play so okay we were both playing it together but he also had a, a basically a game shark or a A game genie code that enables you to play the single player tag match but in two player mode so apparently it's a really easy fix too so they must have been experimenting with having the two player having the the tag team championship single player mode be two player that must have been something they were close to doing but they just locked it behind a little wall because they it must not have worked or there must have been issues with it Uh, and so we actually played the single player but it was unlocked for two people and then we went through the whole tag championship together It it was awesome. Uh, So how
1: did how did he get your uh, your face in there? Did he just just map it onto a a character? Yeah. So
0: so when you go in there, when you go into the emulator, you can edit certain items. So he would take one of the face items in the game, and he just brings in like basically he he makes a, a a low res version of my face. I sent him a selfie, and he he slapped it on my character and then he made a game trade shirt over like a stone cold austin shirt or something so he just copied over it. he opened up the file in photoshop copied over it and then saved it back out
1: so what uh what character were you underneath your face were you stone cold
0: i, I don't know what face he used actually that's a good question i think it was just a generic one because all the other characters were still there because if he had edited like stone cold's face then stone cold would have looked like me when we went through the single player and stuff Okay. (laughs) It would have been a little weird, but. uh, You should do
1: one where just he replaces literally everybody with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. A 40 man Greggy Royale. I wonder, can you. Now. Could you write that onto a ROM or onto a chip and have. Just throw that into an N64? Could you have a game trade edition of your. S- Your wrestling game?
0: Sadly, no. So th- the okay. way the No Mercy hacks work is you have to have the hacks are kind of built into the emulator that plays them. There are okay. certain ROM hacks you can get where it's like an English translation of Virtual Pro Wrestling Two, like that you can flash onto a cart. But unfortunately, like these have to be played through the emulator. It- it's really a- it's a mm. bummer because <laughs> you're right. That'd be amazing. Sell like special game trade versions of No Mercy. That'd be that'd be incredible. <laughs> um, so we did that and then when that was over i played a little bit of wow for a couple hours actually after that i should say i know I, i'm sorry I, I, after that was demon souls for a couple hours which i lost half my viewership because apparently nobody likes watching people play demon souls which is fine really like, the game is kind of boring to watch i mean it's kind of boring to play too like i love the game don't get me wrong i'm just like i it's not the most exciting game on the planet especially two player mode, modes really easy so
1: i was i was wondering how much viewership did you have while playing wow because to me, like, the the thought of watching somebody play WoW doesn't sound super yeah,
0: we Yeah, d- we didn't gain any more followers from the ones we lost <laughs> with Demon's Souls. <laughs> but, uh, so then after after WoW, I started playing Call of Duty Warzone. And I played Call of Duty Warzone for 11 hours straight. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I was not expecting <laughs> to. I w- that was not the plan. The plan was not to play for 11 hours, but, you know, it's just how it rolls and it was Time was flying and it was fun and I was having a good time. It was great, man. It was great. Um, and then um, I know people will say what they will, but um, you know if whether you like them or not. But um, Jared showed up. Pro Jared showed up in the stream, so he okay. actually raided my stream. He brought two hundred people over, so we had two hundred and some viewers for a while, and then. You know, so we got a bunch of donations and follows for that. It was incredible. And then Jared actually joined in when one of the guys took off for the night. So we played some four player Call of Duty. Then he dropped out. We played some three player Call of Duty with me, him, and Josh. And then he left. So then me and Josh played two player Call of Duty right until seven (laughs) a.m. So just we just kept playing Call of Duty. Like it was just it was just working. And I have to say, (laughs) if if I I shared the video on Twitter, it's on the YouTube channel now. YouTube.com/slash drop rate. It's if you if you go to my channel and you type in like epic rocket shot okay I I hit a one in a million rocket shot that night at like three in the morning sleep deprived I couldn't see there's a helicopter flying in the air I just take my regular RPG there's no lock on or anything this thing's easily way up in the sky and I just aimed and I led it by like I don't know 500 feet and I just shot a rocket and it literally went right into it and it blew it up and it was just it was the most incredible shot I've ever gotten in my life and i just it was an amazing moment and and we clipped it so it's up to view and it's awesome and what i did was i actually took jared was streaming at the same time so i took his vod and i put the two together so you can see both of our reactions from both of our streams at the same time he literally looks up at the helicopter and tags it like oh hey there's a helicopter and he sees the rocket go right into it and blow it up it was just like it was freaking epic man it was great um our but,
1: helicopter's manned, so do you technically get a kill for that? Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: And the best part was the person in the helicopter, he had picked up a crown, which is like a – it's a specific uh, contract in the game, which if you – basically everyone knows your location. You're on the map the whole time. If you survive, okay. I think, three minutes, it brings all your squad mates back to life. So okay. it's kind of like a last, like, hey, I'm by myself. I got to, like, do something to get my team back in the game, and it works. And he was in a helicopter, which was smart. Because if it's a locking on rocket launcher, he'll get notified that there's a missile locking on, so he can actually deploy flares. He can, you know, like there's things he can do. But since I had I eyeballed it with a non-homing rocket, it straight up just blew him out of the sky, (laughs) and it was just fantastic. I I I lost it, and I wish I had been cooler because on stream I just lost it. I wish I had been like, hell yeah, man, nice shot, man. But no, I'm just like, are you kidding me, dude? Uh," And I'm just totally geeking (laughs) out over it. So yeah, if you haven't seen that, man, like it's it's like one of my favorite clip moments of all time
1: um it, it, just just re uh just re it and then like just do a new reaction where like when the rocket hits you just put on a pair of sunglasses
0: yeah I'll, <laughs> I'll like i'll react to watching the epic kill and i'll just be like
1: that guy's pretty good man and then i'll do a reaction to the
0: reaction video and i'll freak out it'll be a whole thing um but the most important thing about the whole thing the 24 hours we raised over ten thousand bucks. I mean that that is record shattering for us. The la- last year, I th- the most I ever raised was six thousand. That was two years ago because someone donated like two thousand dollars the day of the stream. But uh, nice. other than that, you know, five six thousand dollars is about our limit, and we hit ten thousand just ourselves. And then, if you count our team, which is the Wisconsin Video Game Stores United, so it includes Start Over Games in Oshkosh and Press Start Games in Appleton, uh, we raised over thirteen thousand man and, nice. and so what's wild about that is is we're number one in the state of Wisconsin we raise the most money out of anyone in the state so that makes me very happy I go to the nationwide we were like 70th and I look who's ahead of us by just a few hundred dollars Obsidian you know the game company that makes games Obsidian <laughs> <laughs> like it's crazy the company we were in up there you know it was so cool man it was well, so I cool was,
1: I was listening to uh, IGN's uh, um one of their main podcasts and they were talking about doing their, their for, um, for extra life. And their goal was like five grand. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, Oh shit. Greg's Greg beat beat them. And they are IGN. Yeah. And
0: they're IGN, you know, I mean now this year was different because I, d- I did sell candy bars all year round. And so the way the candy bar selling works is I buy them for half price and then I sell them for full price and all the money goes to the kids. So I, I am paying money in. So I'm basically donating the money to buy the bars. And so when I look at the donations, I probably donated half of that money from the store and from like myself. And I also did a dollar for dollar match. Anyone who donated, mm. I matched it dollar for dollar. So I threw in a, another $3,000 just in matching donations. So we would have had about $7,000 if I didn't match, which is still better than we did last year. So I'm proud of that. The match is cool. And I'm obviously happy with that too. But who, man, what a, what a wild time! But anyways, that's that's what I was playing, man. That's what's been keeping me busy the last two weeks. So just a lot of madness. Nice. Um. So let's get to it, man. Let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's get to the game awards. Which, let me ask you this before we start: Do you even care about the game awards, John? Is this anything that interests you at all?
1: <laughs> um, I will watch it. I watched it last year. Um, and I was actually I was excited that I could I could watch it. Last year, so I'm I'm definitely interested, uh, but I do think that it's goofy that they have such a early cutoff time for the Game Awards that prevents stuff like Cyberpunk um, and last year with like um, the Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order from being considered. Right, because like the biggest games come out at the end of the year. And by doing the Game Awards in December, it basically stops a lot of the biggest games from even being considered, which is just silly.
0: Yeah, and what's really funny is there's not a single mention on here about Jedi Fallen Order, I don't think. So it came uh, out... S- I think...
1: I mean, I haven't looked at like, all
0: of them yet, but we'll take a look, I suppose. But I
1: think it's in, like, best action game.
0: Oh. Well, that's good at but least. But, like... But it's forgotten. But, like,
1: last year... Last year, that was kind of funny's game of the year... Uh, but but it couldn't be considered uh, for the Game Awards, and uh, like like I said earlier, the Game Awards last year did um, Disco Elysium, which is a good game I've heard. But it's it seems crazy to not consider something like Jedi Fallen Order.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree, and and like that's going to shape everyone's votes on a game that they haven't played in a whole year. Like no one's gonna yeah. go back and be like, "Oh yeah, Jedi Fallen Order." Like they're not. That's not right. hot in the brain right now, you know?
1: Yeah, the that and that's what they said last year. They're like, "Oh well, but they'll be considered for Game Awards 2020." And it's like, dude, there's new consoles coming out 2020. Yeah. There's no way in hell <laughs> that they're gonna be like, "Oh, screw all the new stuff that came out." Let's talk about that Star Wars game. For yeah, that,
0: <laughs> yeah, that thing's getting buried for sure so okay so let's just start right at the top top is game of the year john so here what i want to do is i'm going to go through the nominees we'll talk a little bit about some of the some of them but then we're going to i'm going to ask you what you think is going to win i guess i'll ask you what you want to win and what you think's going to win in case it's not the All same right. so game of the year here are your game of the year candidates first up doom eternal which to me is a head scratcher uh final yep. fantasy 7 remake ghosts of tsushima hades Animal Crossing: New Horizons and Last of Us Part Two. Everything on this list, I can make a case for why it's on the list, except for Doom Eternal. Yes, I don't, I don't understand like wh- how that game even got up there. Um, and and I and I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm not saying people shouldn't like it. But that game had hype leading up to it, was pretty disappointing, and didn't sell hardly much after the fact. It kind of no, not at all. It it didn't do uh, well. It, it came <laughs> so... out
1: the same week as uh, Animal Crossing and got. Uh yeah. they they didn't even hit the top I think top ten or top twenty of game sales the week yeah. they came out.
0: Yeah, and it it almost makes me think that Keely's trying to be sneaky here because they they could do the Doom Animal Crossing stupid meme crossover garbage that they were doing <laughs> for like the, the whole week or two that, that those were out when they launched. But let me ask you, what what do you what would you want to see win and what do you think will win? if they are, in fact, different?
1: Um... I think Animal Crossing will probably win. Okay. Interesting. Because uh, that game really was, like, a cultural moment uh, when it came out, and for the most part continues, uh, not as not to be as crazy, but it definitely continues to this day. Um, I mean because it came out like right as lockdown started. Yeah. And it got so many people to buy switches. I mean, switches were sold out until like a month or two ago. It, like you couldn't find a switch anywhere.
0: Yeah, it was kind of the perfect game for that moment. Like like lightning yeah. just struck, you know, lightning in a bottle, they say.
1: The, yeah, I mean, it's devious as hell for Nintendo to have manufactured a virus to kill <laughs> so many people just to inflate the the numbers and sales of their yep. video game, but but, I but mean, they did it worked, but they did got to give it to them. <laughs> so, um,
0: what would you vote for then? What's your game of the year out of this list?
1: Uh, so so what were the other options? There was Final Fantasy remake, yeah,
0: Seven remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and Last of Us two.
1: Um. I haven't played a lot of these, to be honest. Um, I think the most of all of them I've played is uh, I've played a a bit of Doom Eternal, um, and I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I don't I'm also like con- it. <laughs> I'm also confused as to why the hell they don't have regular multiplayer in that game. Mm-hmm. Like it's got some, it's got this goofy like, uh, like you play as a, a marine and your friend plays as a monster multiplayer and it's just dumb Hmm. um so i would just be guessing and i would say it would be between hades because of all of the hype i've heard about it and it's gotten a lot of like tens and it's very positive and then uh ghost of tsushima
0: nice well ghost of tsushima if you have not played it is an incredible game like that that is that is an open world game done to perfection if you don't like open world games you won't like it but um, I've got
1: it I just haven't dug into it much
0: it's it's so good man and it's just gorgeous like when you play that on the PS5 too? 60 frames and it just looks incredible it just looks incredible Um, yeah I kind of agree with you I feel like like a lot of people are going to think hate I mean Hades could take it Hades could take it Animal Crossing probably should because, like you said, it was a cultural phenomena. And I'll give you that. Like, like you had moms buying Switches to play Animal Crossing, and then they would buy, like, one for their daughter so the two of them could make a video. Vill- like, this was, this, this was what Nintendo does best during the Wii era, which was pull non-gamers into gaming. And mm-hmm. Animal well, Crossing brought a lot of non-gamers into video games.
1: My wife, Nicole, played about 250 hours of that yeah. game.
0: Has she ever played any game 250 hours? <laughs> you know? uh, I doubt it. Exactly. You know, um, But Hades is correct. And this goes to what I was starting to say earlier in the podcast too, where it just feels like everyone grabbed a hold of Hades and said it was the most amazing game on the planet. And they got like a million likes and retweets. So then the next person wanted a million likes and retweets. So they said the same thing. And then they got their million likes and retweets. I've played all of these. Like, um, I've played all of these to completion except for Hades and Doom Eternal. I like Hades, actually. I think it's pretty fun. I do like the game. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's pretty neat. I just don't see how it's... It's not the greatest game ever made. It's not doing anything different. It's it's not doing anything new and innovative. I don't... You know, it's it's fun. It's fine. It's a fun game. I'm not knocking it. I just don't see how that game just for some reason grabbed everyone's, you know, stones and just drug them around <laughs> the gaming uh, the gaming arena. Uh, so what I think is going to win is either Hades or Animal Crossing. You know what? I'll just say Animal Crossing because I feel like that one transcended gaming boundaries and I'm going to say what I would like to see win if I had my choice I would choose Ghost of Tsushima, um, Tsushima of this list because Final Fantasy VII Remake was was great at times it was awful at times Last of Us Part Two is a very decent and fine game it's just not great I don't <laughs> I don't know game of the year in my opinion not even close Animal Crossing I sunk a couple hundred hours in Animal Crossing and uh yeah, Doom Eternal. I only played a little bit, but I didn't like it, uh, either. So, yeah. Okay. So we're both kind of in agreement. So we're going to say Animal Crossing. That's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna say is gonna win. Say so I want to. I want to keep track of all these because the next podcast we do, we check up on how we did. So it's like two. <laughs> it's like a two-episode special just about Jeff Keighley and the Game Awards. Great. Um. Okay. Next category. This is best game direction. Now the the subtitle or the the little note here says awarded for outstanding creative vision. And innovation in game direction and design so this isn't necessarily who directed the game it's just about games that had good creative vision and innovative game direction okay so the the, the, the these are very similar to the last choices we have final fantasy 7 remake we have ghosts of tsushima we have hades and we have last of us part 2 but instead of doom eternal we have half-life alex that's the only different title from the previous one so best game direction according to this it says creative vision and innovation in game direction i look at ghost of tsushima that game's not innovative to me it's an open world game it's very well done but it's not innovative at all um last of us part two i don't see how that's innovative either (laughs) um i feel like it's just kind of it's a really good story i think it's incredible like last of us should win i'm sure it's in the category for best story or whatever um Half-life Alex, I have not played unfortunately yet. I want to, I just haven't. Um Final, F- Final Fantasy VII remake, I don't see how that's got creative vision or innovation. I mean, you could argue that they innovated the Final Fantasy VII formula and that they innovated, you know, that they were creative in how they transfer that game to a remake. Um and then Hades, I mean Hades especially is just a it's a roguelike. It's an isometric view roguelike. So that's, in my opinion, not innovative at all. Albeit a fun game. Again, not dogging on Hades if you like it. I'm just saying it's not innovative. So, of those choices, which one do you think has an outstanding creative vision and is innovative in its game direction?
1: I mean, I would probably say Half-Life Alex would, would win this. Um, and probably should. Um, artistically... If it was if it was an artistic thing, I would say Ghost of Tsushima, because uh, visually that game looks amazing. It is a beautiful uh, game. Yeah, um, and God, I wish they would put out Half Life Alex on like PlayStation VR or something. Like I would, I would love to play that game.
0: Yeah, I would too. I, well, I, I can play it on my PC. I just, uh, I just got to hook it all up. You know, <laughs> I haven't brought out my, I haven't brought out my quest in a while. Um, Do you I, own that game. I don't. That's the other thing, too. that have to buy it, too. Okay. Uh, so I would say I, th- I would like to see Final Fantasy VII win this one because this was, in my opinion, that game was innovative as far as taking a, a, a storied franchise or a game that everyone loved and flipping it on its head. And I don't just mean in the style of gameplay, but if you play the game to completion, there's some interesting story stuff at the end. Um, but I'm pretty sure this is the one that Hades is going to win <laughs> because Hades, I don't think will win game of the year. So then they're going to want to give it like the next best thing, which is like innovative game design. So I, I think Hades is going
1: to win this one. I think it's weird that, that Half-Life Alex wasn't in the game of the year conversation. Like Doom shouldn't be there and Half-Life Alex should. Yeah, I that, think the only reason why Half-Life yeah. Alex isn't there is that it has this barrier of entry that most people can't play it.
0: Yeah, that makes sense to me that those would be swapped out, but I wouldn't put yeah. Doom in great game direction either. <laughs> so well, I'm, no, I, I'm
1: saying like I'm saying yeah. Doom shouldn't be in that category at all, or yeah. or this category either.
0: Yeah, all right, on to the next one, John. This is best narrative for outstanding s- storytelling and narrative development in a game. Okay, so that's cool. Um, so we've got some so we've got some similar ones here, John. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima. Hades, how is Hades on here? For I'm sorry, I just feel like that. It's... Okay, I'm I... people are gonna think I'm bashing Hades. I swear to God, I'm not. And then I, I have walked
1: into Greg's store and like during a, a slow time, and he was on his computer playing Hades. I, that's, so, yes, and, that's and true. And he wasn't he wasn't talking shit about it the entire time. That's he was true. Playing I was I loved it, and I was um, showing
0: it to people. I was like, "This is pretty cool, yeah. man. This is a rad game." Yeah. Uh, and then last of us part two so those are four that we've already seen in the last two categories and lastly 13 sentinels aegis rim <laughs> that that new vanillaware game <laughs> i've heard good things about the
1: about 13. H- sentinels.
0: how did that um, get on the list how did that make the list is this just like the gimme category or what like that they wanted to get something else like a different title in here this is crazy to me yeah
1: yeah because w- i'm wondering how many people even reviewed 13 sentinels like major sites because it doesn't seem like you get as many game reviews nowadays as you did back in the day like more games come out so you can't have IGN reviewing every single game that comes out because they don't have the manpower
0: right well alright, right so what do you think what what would you say has the best is gonna win best narrative
1: um I would probably say last of us will probably take it.
0: Yeah. I I agree on that too. Last of us has to win that because that's really, I think that's the one thing that it really did well. Even if you didn't like the story they told, it was still a story told like in, in an interesting and like a a deep emotional way, you know, whether you liked it or not. Um, I don't think it's, it's hard to deny that, but yeah, I agree with you. I think last of us part two (laughs) is going to win that one. Um, Okay. Now we're on to the next one. Best art direction. Okay. You ready for this one? Final ah. Fantasy 7 Remake. <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima. Hades. Ah. Last of Us Part 2. Or Ori and the Will of the Wisps. <laughs> it's like, like, it's the same four games that have been in every category so far, and they're just swapping out one game in every category. Yeah. This is so weird to me.
1: I mean, I would think the difference. I think would think Ori and uh, and ghosts would be the two, but realistically, like Ori looks the same as the first Ori did to me. Um, so I would I would have to say it's probably gonna be ghosts uh, and Hades. Only if like all of the people voting are like just horny as hell because <laughs> uh, everybody's constantly talking about how sexy everybody yeah. is in that game <laughs>
0: everything everyone in that game is pretty attractive uh it's, it's it's it does that well so i'm gonna agree with you too i think it comes down to ori and ghost of tsushima and this has to be the one that ghost of tsushima wins because it is in, in art direction it's not even just necessarily like the graphics being good, it's the set pieces. And every time you roll over a hill in Ghost of Tsushima, it's like a more beautiful field or a more beautiful forest or a more beautiful temple. Everything in that game is drop-dead gorgeous. I mean, yeah, I, think, and like, I think it's painstakingly
1: recreated. They use color really interestingly. Yes,
0: yes. Very, very good point. But I also could see Ori winning it because it has a very good art style too. I like Ori, but I agree with you that I don't think it's much of a step up from... The original, but yeah. you know, I, I think this is the one that I, I want to see Ghosts of Tsushima take that one, and I think it will. Um, okay, so best score and music this is for outstanding music, inclusion of score, original song, and/or licensed soundtrack. So, first up, Last of Us Part Two <laughs> Hades, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, Doom Eternal. And Ori, Will of the Wisps. Now Doom Eternal had yeah. that. Uh, that I did a story on that like a year ago. That Mick guy who like did all the yeah. music was like suing or like, <laughs> like like there was an issue where they wanted more original tracks or something. And he wa- that was I, a
1: couple months ago actually. That wasn't a year ago. Was I mean? <laughs> I oh, remember wow. that. Yeah.
0: Were Were you on for that one? Yeah. Okay. And that was a couple months ago. For some reason, I thought I did that one by myself. So, um. But yeah. So of those five. What do you think had the best sound? The best music? Uh, Tony Hawk One and Two. <laughs> Dude, that game should be on this list. Why is that game not yeah. on this list? Like, how does Ori and even Last of Us Part Two? Now, I liked, I liked the music in Last of Us Part Two. I think it fit the game really well. But how is that? Mm, mm, I don't know.
1: I wonder if they're going to give it to Doom just to stick it to the Bethesda controversy.
0: <laughs> Maybe. It's supposed to be voted on by real people, but you know, um, I, th- I think this will go to Final Fantasy seven remake that soundtrack's outstanding. Uh, and it, it had all the old hits remade and redone. So I think it's going to go to Final Fantasy seven remake.
1: Yeah. That battle, uh, victory music is incredibly fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you mean like when you win a battle? Yep. Oh, I see. I see. You're making fun of me. I see. I see no no i'm
1: not it's, it is it is a very very fun little like 10 second snippet of a song it's it's enjoyable it's delightful uh it's, it's like it's like when you open a chest in legend of zelda
0: yeah yeah i agree with that so are you saying you're saying doom eternal final answer
1: um i'm saying it's poss it's possible yeah it, i i would go with doom eternal only for the controversy all right factor
0: we got to get you one of those tinfoil hershey kiss hats
1: Although I, if it were me, uh, like I said, I would I would go with uh, Tony Hawk One and Two.
0: Yeah, I think that, I don't know how that didn't make the list. I'm with you 110 percent on that.
1: Well, because because back in the day they didn't have video game awards for this sort of category, so it's not like they're retreading, um, right, and giving them an award that they already got. I
0: don't know, I mean, and maybe there is something in the rules about they're not allowing like ports, but that's a remake. I mean, that's not ah well whatever. And so, they did
1: add to the soundtrack.
0: So the next category, John, is best audio design. Okay, best audio design. Doom Eternal, Half Life, <laughs> Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil Three, Last of Us Part Two. I don't even mean, kind of. I don't even know where to go with this one. <laughs> I really probably don't care in this one.
1: <laughs> yeah, like they really. <laughs> Do they know that more than five games came out this year
0: it's it's what? it's really weird isn't it and and how come Hades isn't on here for best audio design <laughs> it's it's in every other category
1: I mean because realistically after playing astrobot uh playroom I would give it to that
0: <laughs> well what about what about like demon souls you know I mean are these were those did those not come out early enough to be considered I think they is, probably didn't is that the cutoff already? I think okay.
1: The cutoff was, I think, November 10th.
0: Oh, okay. That's stupid. Yeah. But okay.
1: So I, I think all <laughs> of the next-gen shit technically so, wasn't, wasn't out.
0: For, for, for audio design, I'm going to say Half-Life Alex. I don't know why. I don't really have a... I'm just going pick it.
1: <laughs> it'll probably be... I, I would assume it'll probably be that. Because you're, like, all of the individual noises for, like, the little small, subtle things that you can do in that game... And that that game just sounds like a blast. Like the the well, types of physics puzzles that you can do in that game, it sounds it sounds like it's almost like Portal mixed with Half Life in the way that you can accomplish things. Because like yeah. you can apparently only carry like one grenade at a time, but if you just throw like five grenades into a bucket and then carry the bucket, <laughs> you you can then you can then just pull them out like you're. Like you're pulling apples now and that, just chuck them.
0: That's what I play video games for. That level of innovations where I want VR to be. Um, okay, so this one I do like this category. This is best performance of an individual for voice over acting, motion, and or performance capture. So first up is Ashley Johnson as Ellie in Last of Us 2. Laura Bailey as Abby in Last of Us 2. So two of the five are Last of Us 2. Uh, Daisuke Suji as Jin Sakai from Ghost of Tsushima. Logan Cunningham as Hades from the game Hades and Najee Jeter as Miles Morales from Miles Morales Spider-Man so Miles Morales Spider-Man made the cut so anything on yeah, PS5 should have made the cut so Demon Souls is even considered And what? okay whatever whatever. forget the snubs who cares but of those five I know you haven't played them all you have to pick one
1: uh, I would say Ashley Johnson will probably get it
0: she is great She's really great, especially too like if you watch some of the the recordings, the backstage stuff and the, like her like doing the guitar scenes and stuff, it's really great stuff. Um I'm going to pick uh oh, man, I I I want Daisuke from Ghost of Tsushima to win. I want him to win because I think he did really good at that. But I think it's going to go to Miles uh, Naji Jeter as Miles Morales. I think it's going to go You You think him. so. Yep, I think so because well, my wife gets mad at me because i watch a lot of like those cooking competition shows and i can tell her i can tell her who's gonna win based on how they cut and edit the show you know like it's it's not really about like watching anything except watching how they're focusing or not focusing on someone that sort of thing the fact that they haven't nominated it for anything else why am i getting a phone call from okay
1: um, is my mom calling you during this as well because she was calling me a few minutes ago gosh I hope not <laughs>
0: um, let me see it was actually in, it might have been work calling
1: um, is somebody asking you if you wanted to uh, extend your car's warranty <laughs> <laughs> so maybe um, okay
0: so we'll see he'll call back if it's important um, I'm going to say I'm um, Najee Jeter as Miles Morales because I just think that's uh, I just think it's like because he hasn't been nominated for anything else that game hasn't had any nominations yet they're gonna. Yeah. I think they're gonna get that. One. But it was a good job too. The actor did a phenomenal job in the role. So don't want to take anything.
1: Yeah, I'm from. liking the story so far from what I've played.
0: Um. So let's see. Some of these other categories are kind of stupid. Like best ongoing game, and it's like Apex, Destiny, Warzone, Fortnite, No Man's Sky. Like I don't know. Who cares? uh This one, best indie game. We'll do this one, and that will be it. That'll be the last one. So best indie game. <laughs> here, Last of Us Part 2 uh, <laughs> Ghost, of uh, <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima um, <laughs> as Animal Crossing
1: <laughs> so
0: uh, here are the choices five games uh, Carrion which is that one where you play as like the mutated monster escaping I want to yep. play that game bad I really want to play that uh, Fall Guys Hades Spelunky 2 or Spiritfarer Spirit Fair, I have not played. I want to Spelunky two. I have not played. I want to, I I've played three of the five on here. This is an interesting one because this is going to come down to which one of the group think games wins because fall guys was the big group think game over the summer. And yes. now Hades is the big group think game over the fall. So the, it's the battle of the, 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 who, who the group think who's going to win in the final, final battle. So John of these five games, what do you think?
1: I'm I'm thinking it's gonna be Fall Guys because of the multiplayer element to it. Um, now, this is unrelated to this topic, but I believe Among Us also was nominated for a Game Award this year, which is funny because the game's two years old.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not quite sure either. I'm 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 going to I'm going to say Hades will probably win even though I think Fall, Fall Guys okay. was fun. Did you play a lot of Fall Guys?
1: Uh I not a lot. I couldn't uh, I was awful at that game. The the obstacles were it was like the two yellow like rounded tubes that you had to run up. I could never make it off of and so I could never come close to winning that damn game. Yeah. I, I think I got to I got to the end like once or twice. Nice.
0: I got. It was funny. My uh, my associate Charlie was playing it. He got a win for me at the store on my account. He got a win, and then I got a win like two rounds later. I was like, "This is awesome, man!" It was it was pretty great.
1: Unfortunately, you have to be really freaking good to get any of the cool skins in that game, which is surprising. Like you'd think that they would just let you buy crowns, um, but no, you have to win them. And in order to get like all of the cool suits, you have to have like ten crowns. And my friend Kevin, yeah. who's good at the game, said that if you wear those suits, the ones that are that are ten crowns, you were like targeted by people. Because they're like, Oh crap, that guy's good, let's screw with him so like people will grab him and like like pull him back so that way he'll lose and stuff where if you're just wearing the basic skins, they'll leave you alone.
0: Oh, that's yeah. That's that's kind of funny. I don't know. That's that seems weird to me, but that's kind of funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's weird that there's currency in the game that you can buy, but not crowns, which you need to buy the skins. Because they have like a Sonic yeah. skin that's pretty sweet. They did the, uh, they did, um, Atlas from Portal. They did uh, Gordon Freeman. I believe actually Gordon with a head crab on him. I believe. Hmm.
0: Oh yeah, well, yeah I, did, I did see that on the PC version, you yeah, had that, yeah. I like the yeah, idea they they the crossover outfits, on,
1: yeah. They did eventually put it on the PlayStation version as well.
0: Hmm. Um, hmm, yeah. The, the, I, I liked some of the outfits they did, but you're right, like, some of the ridiculous ones cost too much, and it's like, eh. And then they did yeah. the Season Pass thing, which, for a free game, I guess is fine. I'm not a big fan of the Season Pass. Like, oh, limited gear, you can only get you know, X, you can only get this once or this
1: twice or whatever. I, I, I like
0: during this season, I don't kind of like that style, but, um,
1: yeah, especially if you come into a game, like, like a year after it comes out and you're like, Oh crap. Like for Fortnite. Oh, there's a Wolverine skin. How do we get it? Oh, I can't get it. Cause it was during a yeah. thing that only happened last year.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was a, it was two year ago event. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Um, all right. Well, cool. But anyway, so, um that's it for the game awards thing then so what i want to get to john is i want to talk about our games of the week i want to talk about our pickup piles of the week but i have to handle this store issue because of course when i'm recording a podcast there's going to be some issue that i have to handle so and and stopping and restarting the recording is like a big pain in the ass so i just want you to do your game of the week and then go right into your pickup pile i am here i'm listening okay i just won't be interacting a whole bunch as i try to like (laughs) Get on the. I, I'm doing it through text message, so like it's an emergency. Otherwise, I wouldn't. You know, I would just get back to him at a later time. So, uh, all right, li- li- as as in live recordings, everybody. But yeah, go ahead, John, and I'll um I'll be here though.
1: Dave says penis on fire at the store again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so my game of the week uh, this week is uh, since I'm playing it a lot and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm going with uh, the Astrobot Playroom uh, on the PS5. Uh, it's a hell of a lot of fun. I love all the references that are strewn throughout that game. Uh, like I was saying before, uh, if you have a PS5, play that game. It's really, really neat. Uh, and then on to my piles of pickup. Um, uh, since this is two weeks, and this is Black Friday and whatnot, uh, it's a little big. Um, so I got Human Fall Flat for Xbox. Uh, the Anniversary Edition. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which was dirt cheap, otherwise I never would have bought it. (laughs) Uh, Sword Art Online, however the hell you pronounce it, edition. Uh, Ascelization Lyrakos. God, they need to use words. Um, Mm -hmm. Marvel's Avengers, uh, Mm -hmm. which I was playing the single player and actually really enjoying. Mm -hmm. And uh, when Square sold this game, they mainly talked about it in a way that made me think it was just going to be Destiny and made me think there's no way in hell I would want to play it. And they really should have been talking about the single player, because it's really good. Um, and the character development in the game is really interesting. So, they massively failed on the marketing of that game.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Dark Pictures, uh, Little Hope uh, by Supermass supermassive games uh, I liked their uh, what is the ps4 game that they did ah, I forget but a bunch of teenagers stuck in a cabin in the woods start dying uh,
0: yes uh, that was um until dawn
1: yes I liked that and little hope the the dark pictures games are shorter versions of that style I do uh, I do want to so. play
0: those actually because there's two of them out now right
1: yeah, I'm, frankly, I'm surprised that a Little Hope even came out because uh, I don't think the first one did that well.
0: Yeah, Man, but I also but think damn. I think they're all designing them all like in like cheap. together, and che- yeah, like like I think they're all doing them kind of at the same time. So it's all that's why the games are cheap when they come out too, because I think they're all yeah. essentially the same development cost as making one game over four years. So they're like slowly mm-hmm. recouping their development cost.
1: Um, picked up uh Devil May Cry Special Edition for Xbox.
0: I almost bought Uh, that on PS five. I almost bought that. Yeah.
1: Graphic well it's actually it was twenty six ninety nine today.
0: Yeah, I saw that's why I almost made me jump on
1: it, but I didn't care much for
0: that game when I played it the first time, so I
1: don't I don't like it because it feels like the the combos, like you don't have enough to string together combos. Like when you're up in the air, I feel like you should have an automatic down slash attack when you're trying to continue to attack enemies and you don't like you have to let yourself fall to the ground and then continue attacking them which just seems weird compared to the other hack and slash action games that i've played recently like within the last five years it just it feels slow and it shouldn't
0: well when you play as v like his combo is just infinite because it's just like the bear and the or the stupid like the the, the cat or the bird or whatever just keep going and like I don't know like you just okay. keep hitting buttons and the combos just come infinitely but I do agree it's uh, uh I agree with you on that one
1: yeah and I also don't like that the so I died during a boss fight and I didn't have enough red orbs to continue and they're like do you want to buy some red orbs so that way you can continue <laughs> and it brings you to the, the marketplace and it's just like this is not a free to play game you dickbags
0: yeah <laughs> I love so, when they slide stuff like that in there. It's so ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's just like just don't be that way. <laughs> and and the the dodging mechanic doesn't really work that well. Like like compared to something like Dark Souls, like it's it's difficult to determine whether your dodge roll is actually going to avoid damage or not. So it's it's just weird, uh, and it's funny because that's one of the higher praised games from like the last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, everybody's like oh my god dmc5 is amazing
0: yeah i thought Um, it was very fine it was very okay
1: (laughs) but the graphics on the xbox uh do look fantastic those weird like ant bug monster things from the beginning of the game are super gross looking
0: nice all right
1: Um, it's also weird like how the enemies have progressed from that series like at first you were fighting those weird marionette jester looking things. And now we're on to like weird tentacle ant demon monster Mm. things. Very weird. The true,
0: the true evolution of a Japanese game.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, picked up crash bandicoot Four. uh, it's out. It's about time, uh, which is graphics look amazing. Uh, it is pretty fun. Still difficult. Like the crash games are, but not as bad as the trilogy. Um, also, uh, there were two games in Japan that they called Crash 4 and Crash 5 that when they brought them to the US it was the PS2 games um, so technically Crash 4 does exist um, <laughs> nice so yeah uh, when I was adding those into my collection app it, it wanted to like default to the the Japanese versions of the old games <laughs> uh, picked up uh, Yakuza like a dragon uh, for Xbox One with I'm mad Steel that I Bar. bought
0: that for full price <laughs> <laughs> i should know any game that's coming out like wait for black friday you're gonna save some money don't buy it yep but i did uh
1: and then i uh, got the inner world uh the last monk or the last wind monk which is a point and click adventure game we thing. talked about that. super cheap
0: did we talk about that game or maybe me and dave were talking about that game because it's that on ps4 also yeah I it think. was on
1: wario posted it uh I, as one of his uh, sales last week, and it was like ten bucks. I bought literally the last one in on Amazon. I was like, "Yeah, what the hell?" Nice. I don't remember if I said this a couple weeks ago. No, I, I don't think I did. Uh, I got Star Wars Squadrons. You did um, mention
0: that a few weeks ago, but it's still, yeah, but that's okay. It's still a good game. Uh,
1: uh, and then uh, I did get. I got thirteen Sentinels. Nice.
0: I wish I waited on
1: that too. <laughs> um, what did you buy it for full price?
0: Yeah, I just got excited for it, and of course, I should. I, I'm trying to do a new thing where I don't buy games at full price if I'm not going to play them right away. But mm-hmm. then that one because it was vanillaware, I'm like, I just. What if it you know gets really rare? Doesn't sell well, and they don't make a lot of printing. So yeah,
1: yeah, it's weird the games that get rare from them are like random. I think the Grim Grimoire I think is rare, but then. Dragon's and, and Crown's
0: like, not really worth anything, but uh, yeah, the Muramasa is. Sphere, yeah,
1: the first Odin Sphere is hard to get on PS2, but then the remake is not. Yeah. And then Muramasa, is it both Mur- like the Wii version and the Vita version, or just or just the Vita? I think the I think the
0: I think the Vita version's more rare, but I think they're both kind of like twenty to thirty dollar games.
1: Okay. Uh, then I got Inertial Drift, which is a P Cube game. Which is unique because usually PQ just puts up pervy stuff. Uh,
0: they're, they're diversifying, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that an anime girl with big, big boobies just pops out of a car at one point. Nice, we can only dream. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is apparently a it's a drifting game where you use both analog sticks. Oh so lord, we'll see how that goes. Um, Black Friday at Walmart, I picked up uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses uh, because. Uh, every Fire Emblem game I skip uh, ends up being worth stupid amounts of money that I kick myself for not buying them. Uh, so I picked this one up at thirty. You overpaid. <laughs> what the twenty six? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, twenty six ninety nine at GameStop.
1: Yeah, I didn't want a chance of not being able to get it. I don't so. blame you, and anyway, Could- I also just didn't want to go to GameStop.
0: It is pretty fun too. I played. I played three houses for the first like good chunk of the game. I played probably 5 to 10 hours or so. Like I wanted to put more time in, it just I think something else came out that took my attention away, but it was fun.
1: Okay. Yeah, and then I don't remember if I mentioned it last podcast, but I picked up the Sackboy game. Nice. Which is uh pretty damn good. I like it. Uh it's um the platforming feels good. It's not floaty like the Little Big Planet games were. Oh, okay. Uh, which always good. felt weird. Yeah, that's a complaint uh, that was I have my those. Concern. Yeah. So it feels more like a platformer and less like a, like creative tool set like, uh, mini molecules stuff usually does. Hmm. Uh, so what is in your pickup pile of the week? So my actually pick- what oh you are gonna do game of the week first and then pickup pile?
0: Yeah, I can do that. What was your what was your game of the week? It was the only thing I missed when I was texting.
1: Um, you. It was uh, I did um, Astrobot Playroom.
0: Oh, nice. All right, so my game of the week is Shinobi for PS2. Uh, It it was a really good hack and slash. Obviously, plays similar to like a well, this was and this came out. This was like the summer of ninjas. Do you remember that? It was this game. It was Ninja Gaiden for original Xbox, and what was the third one? There was like a third one. It was like all ninja games. Basically, it was like it was like ninjas were the hot thing. And I remember thinking like, oh, no, well, well, eh, no, that would have been on PS3 later. But, um, but anyway, Shinobi is, is, you know, the story of Shinobi is always that you're like a cybernetic, uh, Shinobi, like a cybernetic ninja. And so it always takes place like futuristic. This game is really good. It's really hard. And they did a lot of platforming puzzles where you have to like juggle, like you dash to an enemy and if you hit them, you can dash to the next enemy and they would make you do that like over pits and stuff like that. Like it was, it was pretty, pretty brutal. Um, but it's a really fun game. Yes. Shinobi on PS2, um, is good stuff. Definitely worth playing. And then they did a... Like, a pseudo-sequel was more of a spin-off called Nightshade.
1: I used that as a trivia question for you a couple months ago. You did,
0: you did. And so, Nightshade, (laughs) I still don't have, though. That I need to get still, uh, which is a bummer. But, yeah, Shinobi for PS2. It's a good uh, third-person action-adventure hack-and-slash.
1: That game had some cool style to it as well. I believe his scarf, like, flew behind him. uh The entire time and look pretty cool
0: yeah you have like this big long red scarf it's almost like spawns cape kind of it's pretty
1: neat yeah um
0: all right so my pickup of the week i got a mint in box nes copy of dungeon magic it's a first person like dungeons and dragon style dungeon crawler um i picked up gears tactics for xbox one
1: did you get it for like 30 i think it was 30
0: just 25 or 30
1: yeah i was i was thinking about it but i figure it'll be It'll be nine ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's free on Game Pass, <laughs> but you
0: know, I try to I try to flex out my Xbox collection every now and then. Uh, and then some other Black Friday gets, I got a copy of Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. It's finally at the price I felt good paying for that.
1: Was it fifteen?
0: I think it was fifteen.
1: Um, yep, I got it from Target for that.
0: I got Minecraft Dungeons for fifteen. Nice. Uh, I got Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered for twenty two. So that was uh, that was the good price. I told myself 20 bucks, so I paid the extra $2 to put it in early.
1: Uh, I got that one for 30.
0: It was so like Target had it on sale for like I think 24.99 or 27.99 or something, but then okay. like the Tuesday after Black Friday, they were doing an additional 15% off of their Black Friday deals that were still active, and that was one of nice. them. So it was like another 15% off. It took it down to like 22 bucks or something. Um, nice. I picked up the physical copy of Catherine Fullbody for PS4. Someone sold this to the store, so that was pretty cool. What? And then I got a ps the P, My PS4 copy of CrossCode came in. And this actually is very high on list. I want to play this. And this is like, what I don't understand is how something like this doesn't make it on the best indie games of the year and stuff like that. Like, it's a very classic JRPG look and feel to it, but it's just incredible. Uh, is, was
1: CrossCode a limited, limited release of some kind?
0: So, originally it was on strictly limited which is the okay. the German site that I buy physical games from and I bought one on there and then they announced that Einin uh, was bringing it to the states too so you can buy this on Amazon for like 30 bucks.
1: Einin who the hell's that?
0: Yeah, it's another publishing company I N I N, But yeah, so that's it that's all to my pickup pile of the week. And that's all we have for the podcast this week as well. So um as always you can subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com drop rate John just today. I tweeted out we hit eight thousand subs
1: on YouTube. We're up to eight thousand, nice. man. So we're getting there. Uh, like, liking... what do you T- ten thousand? Something happens, doesn't it? Doesn't it?
0: So nothing like nothing magical happens at ten thousand. But once you get to ten thousand subs, you start getting included more in the YouTube algorithm. Like they consider okay. you like a, another tier of YouTuber. Plus, I think when people see ten thousand, they see that and they more people will subscribe to you thinking there's some. Validity to your channel, so I just think over time it accelerates more and more.
1: Do they send you like a like one of those YouTube buttons, but it's like a tin foil, it's made, with like chocolate inside? It's made
0: out of plastic. Yeah,
1: <laughs> See, here's a, here's a wood block. Um, no, you don't get one of
0: those. Although it's, Car- funny, it's, you it's have just to... a
1: it's just a blank wood block, and then they give you they send you a link to a YouTube video where they they show you how to carve it into a yeah, wood button. Yeah, they have tutorials, <laughs> YouTube tutorials. It's a DIY wood. Wood button.
0: <laughs> so, yes, yeah, subscribe to us on YouTube.com slash drop rate. You can follow on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the drop rate. That's also where you can watch my 24-hour stream or or watch the VOD or next year when I do the stream. That's where I'll be doing it. Um, you can listen to this podcast wherever you're listening to it now, of course, but also on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google? Google? casts if that's a thing anymore i forget so one of them shutting (laughs) down i don't don't remember um but thank you everybody as always for listening and watching i really appreciate it we will be back unless something comes up i'm planning on being back next week and then after that john we're gonna take our holiday break or i should say i'm gonna take my holiday break and we probably won't do one for two to three weeks after that we'll kind of get through the rest of the holiday season get through new year's get through christmas and then we'll pick up in 2021 so uh thank you as always everyone for listening and watching say goodbye john Have a good one. And we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye.